All right. Well, we're live. Uh, CBB episode three, huh? TJ, another What's episode up? down. Got a couple guests sitting over here. Who we got? Yeah. Right. We got two Colorado legends over here. We got Rocky Myers and we got Brian Thurkelton. Well, you said legends. Legends. <laughs> Say that word loosely. Well, yeah. Very loose. <laughs> You got you got a bunch of likes on the CBB page when I posted you guys' picture up. So, oh, there's some there's some you got likes. Yeah, oh, man. more than thirteen. So that's bullshit. <laughs> Should be better, way more than thirteen. So uh, TJ, I guess uh, so. We brought the, we brought a couple special guests on this week. We thought uh, another another special guest episode would be a good a good time. Um, the Wait, first you guys said special guest before. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Ferg. Who? Ferg. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they, I don't know. That's, yeah, a, that's a lot more special than we are. Yeah. <laughs> forgot to ask before us. Yeah. Do you blame he, us? He, he deserved it. Do I, what do you mean? Do I blame you? We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how many downloads this gets compared to yeah. that one. We'll see. So maybe we'll bring you back. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> if we get double digits, that's a good day. What's his name? A a a Ashley. <laughs> Something like that. Adam Ferguson. <laughs> Never heard of her. Yeah, so we wanted to bring a couple special guests on. He's walking in the room right here, too. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Son yeah, of a bitch. And he's walking in the room. Yeah, oh, look at this guy. Oh, man. He can't even. He's just going to be guys feeling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that long thing? Tequila. I thought this was a podcast. <laughs> Tequila. Oh. So who, for everyone that doesn't know, we're, uh, we're in a conference room oh, in the tech center. And uh, Ferg walks in with. A little bit of booze. So here we go. That doesn't look like a bottle of booze. We got some Patron, some Makers, and some Woodford. Not bad. I think my doctor used that on me once. <laughs> we'll have to post coffee. a picture of that. That's for sure. A couple of more. My days. doctor? Well, you, you, you never know. He's a little Asian guy. He's, he's, he's <laughs> just your Can child. he use that? Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. All right. That's a little small for you. <laughs> doesn't matter. Ain't doing nothing for you. The six inches. <laughs> well, besides the six inches and the Asian doctor talk, uh, uh, I just—I mean, really uh, wanted to bring uh, you, Rocky, on to talk about some news we've got. Uh, Brian, you on to talk about your career and, and the softball community and how things are going. Um, just wanted to kind of go through some things. So, I guess Rocky, I, I, I'd like to go through the uh, through the whole issue of of, of why you're here and. Kind of break the news, TJ. I mean, what, what do you, how do you want to do this? Ooh, well, Rocky, why don't you why don't you drop it? Drop it like it's hot. Wow, just like that? Just like that? Yeah, it's a good thing this isn't live. I mean, there's no videos, no nothing. <laughs> wow, it's kind of hot. Um, well, I mean, for some that haven't noticed yet, um, had the opportunity and the luxury to bring um, One Nation softball to the state of Colorado, and another uh, variation of sanction to. Uh, what we already have right now with the uh, U-Trip and WSL with SoCo down there with, with Jose, and then um, U-Trip with Kyle. Looking forward to working with both of those guys. I think that's going to be a big opportunity for us to uh, add variation. That's the that's the big thing. Um, with that, I have um, Thurk here is going to be one of my area directors. Oh, cool. Um, somebody that's um, well-known. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who uh, – this big goofy bastard is, but um, <laughs> he um, he's very respected in the state. I don't think anybody can argue that. And then uh, uh, Dave Murray. Okay. Dave Murray is another uh, another one of my area directors. Um, 
Dave is um, very heavily involved with the state of Colorado in softball, especially in the co-ed world. And obviously he's moved up into uh, the old guy ball and the senior ball. No offense, Bert. No offense. <laughs> um, you walk in, shots I know, fired. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, you bring in uh, – a delightful um, assortment of um, yeah of beverages yeah here I thought that was fantastic by bringing in uh, a nice genuine cold Coors Light <laughs> yeah that's my beer so well appreciated well I appreciate that appreciate you having us on so let me ask you though uh, One Nation uh, first of all how did you get involved in it what uh, what what sparked your interest with it and and really why. I mean, why bring it to Colorado? What's what's the what's the plan? Well, I think I think coming to uh, the state of Colorado brings another variation. I mean, um, most states have a couple different options for for softball. Sure. Um, it was brought to my attention, asked if I'd be interested in it. That's well, you know, actually, I last couple of years I've been really pondering the idea of, of uh, trying to become a director, trying to get into the, the more the softball community a little bit more heavy. A little bit more thorough. Um, last year, I kind of took the year off from really playing to focus on my business. Mm -hmm. And um, and we'd like to hear about that. And I know not, I know you have, you have some some information yep, about yep. that, but sure. um, we um, focused on on business, and it really kind of was relaxing, get away from softball, and then it kind of got to the point where I'm like, man, I really miss this. The hunger came back. It, uh, I don't know if the hunger really left. Okay, it's just. It came back a little bit more stronger, a little bit more stronger, a little bit more stronger. I'm like, you know what? I think this is a, uh, I think this is where I really want to get involved in. This is really what I want to do. And then um, opportunity presented itself with One Nation and kind of thought about it, talked with my wife, thought, well, let me see what I can do with it. I mean, if I can't give 110%, then I can't really sure. get involved. And here we are. We're sitting here talking today. That's funny you say that. So on the first couple of podcasts, we talked about how the podcast started, right? So we TJ had the idea of, hey, what if we took it to the, what if we took CBB to a different level? You know, you got the Facebook stuff, you got the rep stuff, the, the softball sales, um, you know, the big community that we're trying to build. But there's there's another level to that that he saw, and it was the podcast. And so me being me, I, I don't do anything half-assed. I don't like that. Uh, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go 110. Sure. You know? And so I, I can respect that a lot. I mean, I I can appreciate someone making a decision based upon if I can't do it 110, percent then why do it? Well, and that's the thing is that if if you're going to half-ass something, what's it really going to be worth? Mm -hmm. um, I've got to make it worth my time, but in the long run, I have to make it worth your guys' time. Sure. I mean, if it's not right for the softball community, then we're really what's it right for? Yeah. Um, one nation. It's it's uh, it's Two years old. Yeah, I remember when it started, for sure. Um, the creator and, uh, of GSL, Cliff Mongeny, he um, merged with USSA, and they kind of went their separate ways. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not really done with it. And mm -hmm. this is my passion. And he brought up One Nation. And the first year, One Nation had 6,500 members. And this is just their second year, and they're a little at – just over 16,000. So it's kind I mean, of, there's definitely, there, not to say like this, but there's definitely areas that um, one nation is, is by far the focus for the teams. And, and I, you know, for, for me, 
U-Trip's been such a big part of Colorado, and it won't ever go away, in my opinion. I know you guys might have other opinions, all three, all three of you guys. I just know that the the U-Trip, the U-Trip, uh, the way people treat U-Trip in Colorado compared to other states that I've been in is is heavily favored. Um, and so for you guys to come in here is is is, is really cool for a player and, and someone that's involved in the community. Um, and I and I hope that the competition can can just make it better, right? I hope the U trip can get better. I hope One Nation continue to, can grow, and 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 everybody has a lot of a lot of options, and it's not just one option or just you know. Sure. And I think I think that's I think that's what everybody really needs, honestly. No, it's it, I agree one hundred ten percent. I mean, this is a dominant U trip state by far. Um, NSA is kind of slowly um, going. Um, ASA is obsolete. Yeah, sure. There's no ASA here. Yeah, you got some. It's, it's, a, it's USA softball. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. I stand corrected. Um, USA softball is really um, non-existent here. You got to go with other states for that. Um, when well, um, it's Jose really down in, in other states, Jose down in in uh, the Springs is killing it with WSL. I mean, just this past Saturday. I mean, like you said, he goes, "This is the biggest event he's ever had," and I mean, it went flawless. Sure, it went, I mean, they're fantastic. Man. I mean. Uh, with Kyle and Utrip, I'm I'm good friends with Kyle, and um, I had talked to him about this, and I said, you know what, there's an opportunity for another sanction here, and um, I mean he's he's supportive. I mean I can't argue that, and I'm I'm trying to work with everybody here. Sure. I'm not trying to push out WSL down in Soco. I'm not trying to push out Utrip say with Kyle. Absolutely not. I'm here to bring another sanction, another variety of stuff. And I think that's what people really want is I had some feedback. I When I was in the, the process of trying to figure out, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to bring this in? So I reached out to some people um, that I'm close with. And then I reached out to some people that I'm uh, acquaintances with. And having that opportunity of reaching out to them and say, hey, what do you guys think? You know, is there something out there? I remember having a long conversation with Brian. I mean, I respect Brian's word, his his ideas and his criticism. I mean, he's one of my best friends. I mean, if he can't criticize me in a, a nasty, harsh way, then, I mean, don't give me that look. You know damn well you do, dirty, dirty <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but um, it's everybody I spoke with is on board. They're like, this is what could be beneficial for this state. This is something that could be really good. and. When I start looking at what their what nation's about, what what do they bring to the table? What are your rules? What are your bylaws? Sure. I'm, I'm looking at everything, and just today too, still getting myself familiarized with how things are ran on my end. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a lot to take in, but it's it's fantastic. And the one thing that I did like about is um, one nation's code. Is our vision is to be the most customer customer centric athletic association that places athletes, sponsors, and business partners as our number one priority, spanning all levels, competition at the best athletic venues across the United States. And when I read that, and I mean I just read that verbatim, exactly what they are. And when I had the the Zoom conference with um, some upper officials with One Nation, and I asked them questions before I even looked at the One Nation. Um, page. I'm like, these are questions that I want to ask you guys without even looking at the one page. And when I gave Cliff questions, they were wholehearted. 
I mean, I don't want to go through an email, a text, mm -hmm. or anything like that. I went through, right through the Zoom because I wanted to, one, hear his voice, and two, I wanted to see the look on his face. If you're going to tell me one way and it be another, I get it. I'll see it. Sure. But if you are wholehearted into it and you're all about it, you're going to say it in your voice, but I'm going to be able to see it in your face. And right there and then is when I'm like, this is what I want to be a part of. Yeah. The communication is my biggest aspect of what I want to bring to One Nation and bring to the state of Colorado. Is that up and down? I want to have communication that's out there. Everybody wants, everyone's going to know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be hosting dinner with um, – I'm going to try to get about 20, 25 coaches in the state, and I'm going to present what One Nation is. Awesome. And when I had suggested that, I'm like, would you be interested in that? And like, you just tell me the date and the time, and we'll be there. Nice. And now I have other people after this came out, after the news came out on a Saturday, I had, I don't know, 25, 30 people here <laughs> come up to me and be like, this is fantastic. We're excited about this. What can we do to help you out? What can we do to support you? And I'm overwhelmed with the amount of support that I've, we've received so far. Well, yeah, when you told me, I, I was like, man, I've heard of One Nation. And so – just I haven't even told TJ this, but I uh, we have a we have a little group, a little Facebook group that uh, just the reps are in, are in for for the company I rep for for Headbanger, and uh, so I, I put it out there. Hey, what is your guys' experience with One Nation? What should I be? What what should I be looking for? What should I be not looking for? What what things you know? And it was all positive. I mean, I got all positive feedback from everyone. Ever, a lot of a lot of other reps are saying, man, they, they do the things the right way. Um, we really like the way they, they are doing things. And, and for me, that 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 makes sense to me. I, I'm not going to be part of something that doesn't do things the right way. Sure. I just don't want to sign up for that. You know? Well, One Nation, one, one, one thing real quick, B. One Nation is going the right way. One Nation is doing it the right way. And now I've got to do it the right way for our mm -hmm. state. I don't represent just One Nation. I help represent our state. Sure. If I can't do it for our state, then it's not doing it right for one nation. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm doing it right for obviously one nation under their guidelines and what they expect and they want from us. But I want to make sure that it's doing it right for you. Sure. If if there's something like, hey, this is a great turnout, and they're going to have one coach like, I don't know if I like that. Tell me. Right. What what it, what would you like to see? What do you need done? I mean, we're going to offer a variation of types of tournaments. Um, one tournament that um, my esteemed colleague to my right here, Mr. Thurkelson, we're going to do a snowball. Man, I think a snowball tournament is going to be beneficial and be a lot of fun. We're going to host some tournaments during the year. We're going to host some co-ed events in here. Um, one Nation offers from E all the way up to, well, E-Rec all the way up to A. Cool. And at the end of the year, we're going to try to keep this as an ongoing thing, but we're going to try to do a, a money mayhem bash for cash type tournament with an, an abundance amount of payout at the end of the year. Each tournament's going to have a payout. Um, some tournaments may have a slight payout with free bets. Yeah, so that's what they're – a lot of the guys were telling me um, One Nation really likes to focus on the prizes too. Yeah. And so that, that was – you know, I was excited about that. Yeah, they that's that exciting to me. me too. Because you consistently keep playing one thing, like, okay, we're going to get this for a payout, or we're not going to get that for a payout, we're going to just have that. And 
you know, at the end of the day, as a as a um, a sponsor, what are we getting out of this? All right, well, obviously, when you're putting your name out there, you're going to get advertisement. Sure, for sure. Well, some of those teams, you guys got to put all that effort and put all that time in, or you might want to see a little kickback out of that. Sure. That's what you're going to have. You know, I mean, you're going to get that good kickback from One Nation, whether it be a cash prize product, um, a bat, um, uniforms. Sure. I mean, stuff like that. It's yeah. pretty much going to get down to what do you guys want to see? Yeah. What do you guys want? I mean, I can pretty much do whatever out there within the bylaws of what One Nation does allow. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, One Nation going the right direction. I think uh, Money Mojo, which is this weekend at uh, Berliner Park in Columbus, Ohio, I think they already have over 400 teams, Rock. Is I that heard that, yep. We talked um, about that one. And yeah. so One Nation is going to be able to provide the opportunity to go play in different places besides Florida. And, I, you know, I love playing in Florida. Vieira, the complex is amazing. But Berliner is an amazing complex, too. I think they got 20-something fields. Uh, turf infields, uh, turf outfields. Some of them are baseball fields. Some are softball fields. Uh, it's a really cool complex. So if you're looking for an early season tournament to go, you know, try something new, that's a great ex- experience. CJ, and, you and I talk about this a lot, always, right? Like, yes, we want to go to Florida this year and play, you know, our two teams, right? And I get that. But I, we always talk about an early tournament or a midseason tournament out of state, you know, and, and, I think that's, yes, all the other sanctions they offer those two. It's just one of those things, though, the marketing from One, one Nation is amazing when it comes to an out-of-state and the, the teams, the vibe that you get with teams wanting to go to those. So, you know, I think I think having Colorado teams involved in that's going to be really fun. I really do. Yeah, I mean, like Brian was saying, touching base off of that, um, One Nation is based out of Ohio, mm-hmm. and that's where the their worlds will be based out of is Berliner Park, Berliner Park in Ohio. And but there is in process right now of um, being a Worlds out in the West. And right now they're looking at um, possibility of Idaho and California, mm-hmm. which it's looking like California right now with their director out there, Brandon Trailer, which uh, Brian knows him very well. Um, Idaho, Cole Patterson, uh, had an opportunity to chat with him yesterday for a bit. Um, I mean, I'm getting good feedback from these these directors out here, and hopefully, and when I brought this up to um, ownership of One Nation, I'm like, well, I'd like to have a, a Worlds here, and they're like, do you guys have any venues? I'm like, do we have any venues? <laughs> we got some, uh, mm-hmm. we got some venues that are subpar. I think we can all agree yeah. on that, but well, we have some venues that sure. are absolutely outstanding. Yep. So hopefully we can try to get a possibility of having a, a solid Western Worlds here in the state of Colorado. Be, yeah. It would be fantastic. And I think it would be good for one nation. And also I think it would be good for having the venue to come here to Colorado to help out with um, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I think it would put us on the, on the map being something pretty good. Yeah. So not to, not to try to get back on topic, but so one nation Colorado. I mean, what, when does it start? What, what, when, when can we look for stuff to happen? That's a great question. <laughs> um, being that we're new, um, I'm still like learning. I've done this a couple of times, twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, being that we're new, uh, we're just rolling everything out. Um, I'd like to do 
I'd like to try to get at least one tournament here this year, which I don't think it should be an issue. Um, our goal right now is to do the Bash for Cash in October. Um, it's after Worlds, so nobody has to be set team, all that jazz, because it's after Worlds. You don't have to have a set roster team. Um, and then there's a possibility, and I'm going to try like hell to get a, a tournament in August. So in August, there's it's kind of a dry month here. Yeah. So yeah, we actually talking about that the other day. We're gonna I'm gonna try to roll something out in August and kind of put a feeler out there of hey, this is what we got, this is what we're gonna do. What do you think? And if I can pull it off, I'd like to do it maybe mid-August. Okay. That's that's my goal. So I guess everyone look for mid-August, August time frame to maybe potentially see something, but for sure one one this year. Definitely going to be one this year. Um, if we can't do August, I mean, obviously we're going to have to find a field availability. Sure. Um, that's all got to play into a yeah, factor. You got the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's on. a lot of fields available out there just trying to figure out which one could be beneficial. How many can we hold? How many people? How many teams? I mean, all that's got to play into a factor. Um, at the very least, um, I am going to work on, on October I think the bash for cash would be um, a fun, super fun tournament, um, heavy payout. Um, well, I was just talking to director today and it's okay. You know, what if I had X amount of teams? I mean, what about this payout, this payout and this payout? I mean, you're looking at at least top three teams walking out of here fairly, fairly well with a pretty good prize back. Yeah, that's cool. That brings my, brings me to my next question. Uh, do you expect, obviously, you're shooting for October, but for next year, using the same venue as we're used to? Hold on. So before we do that, I want to I want to get to something. So we still have a couple things Adam donated. So there's going to be a couple freebies through this, like I was telling you guys, through this whole podcast. One thing I wanted to to, to know is where – so whoever, whoever messages TJRI uh, and let us know, I guess, the answer to this one. Here's a good one. Where is One Nation based? So whoever answers that, get a freebie. One of the Adam freebies. He's still got. I actually know that answer. <laughs> yeah, you said that a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! You're gonna go with exact location? No, where the yeah, state, state that it's based in. State based at. Man, I didn't yeah. say that. So yeah, um, but before we get in that, um, we wanted to uh, kind of go over a couple things. What we're gonna cover tonight. Uh, I know we've been in it for a couple minutes now, but we wanted to get your thoughts on uh, you guys' thoughts on Colorado softball right now, where things stand team-wise. Um, your team, uh, I know that you, uh, you're a business owner and a supporter of, of the team, and I wanted to kind of talk to you about your business a little bit. Um, and then, Thirk, I guess, really, you know, what's your career looking like? What it has it looked like? What, some of the highlights is kind of what we wanted to get into. So. Um, we'll get into that in this next segment. Um, so stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back. Good one. We're starting right now. So, uh, hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, our first segment was a blast. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I enjoy I enjoy hearing about One Nation, Rocky. I enjoy hearing about your goals and why you wanted to be part of it. I enjoyed hearing kind of their mission statement and how, how they're going to approach the game and, and how it's going to move into Colorado. So 
Um, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and uh, thanks for having me to be able, able to talk about spill it. some beans, you know, in the news. You know? So before we get into this, how about a, we, I know Ferg brought in shots and we've been just staring at him, huh? Yeah. Shots? This is awful. I can't believe you guys, these <laughs> sons of bitches are making me drink this shit. Here bro. we go. That smells terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to drink that shit? It tastes even better. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's, yeah. that's smooth. That actually wasn't that bad. No, it's it's not going to be that good either. Just <laughs> I don't drink your, that just shit. Just take your damn shot. Just take the shot. He's used to his blowjob shots. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that bad. Thank you, Bird, for the shots. I got a chaser, too. Don't worry about that. So uh, since since Rocky is... is uh, Chasing down a shot. Yeah, he's chasing down a shot with a beer. Uh, and before I was so rudely interrupted earlier, yeah, we'll get back I, to I the like questions. To, I like to interrupt people. Yeah. Rocky, we'll get back to the um, the venue question. Uh, obviously, uh, it's tough to get a venue. And you said that in October, you're hoping to get at least one. But next year, you want to go, you know, head on. You know, what what do you? I mean, should we be? So next year, we're looking at at least five to six tournaments. Um, that was um, that was a, a goal that was uh, decided upon with ownership and me, where I felt comfortable starting out with uh, tournament wise. I talked with Brian, talked to Dave, said, "Hey, you know, what are you guys thinking of? How many tournaments do you guys feel comfortable of sure. rolling out for the first year?" And so we coming out with five to six. Um, with that five to six, one is going to be a national qual. Uh, that is actually a recommendation that every year I host at least one national qualifier, which is fine with me, beneficial. I think there's more that by having a national qualifier, you're going to have more teams out of the state that are committed to play. Because if a team goes out of state, whatever they're from, even qualify, let's try to get into this national qualifier. Let's try to get our free berth. That's pretty much how it works out. So next year, hopefully, uh, five to six is our ultimate goal. This year, like we had talked. So we're going to have an additional, I mean, in Colorado, we're going to have an additional five to six options. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, venue-wise, can that happen? <sighs> That's a goal. I mean, we're going to try to. Um, I plan on working hand-in-hand with Kyle and Jose to, work to, try to, to try to figure out. I'm not here to try to take anybody's realm by any means. I'm trying to give more options to adult softball. And – but. <laughs> We're all fighting for the same thing, field time. I mean, we're fighting with a lot of the the youth. A lot of these venues want to cater to the youth because, like ASP, ASP don't want adult softball there. Why? They're sick and tired of the drinking. Mm-hmm. They don't want that out there. I mean, as adult softball players, if they're out there wasting their Saturday, want to play fun, they're going to want to have a couple cocktails. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much that's what it is. I mean, we we all want to have fun doing it, right? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a hard that's a hard that's a hard line to hold. It is in, in our in the in the softball world. I mean, yeah, there's definitely tournaments and 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 venues that you can you can get around that with, but it, it's tough. You got you know forty or fifty teams, and one one can mess it up, right? And then we got and that hard. We got that youth girls softball tournament that. Firecracker, yeah, the yeah. Sparkler. That thing's huge. Is that yeah, what it, right. it's called? The Sparkler, right? Sparkler, it's yeah. Sparkler. Whatever it is, they have, they take that every thing. damn field out there. Literally, <laughs> they. I mean, they shut down leagues. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they shut Greeley leagues down. They shut, they shut everything down. Leagues. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of teams that come in out of the country yeah. from all around the country for that. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, right there, that tells you right now they cater to the youth, which I'm not opposed to that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying like, damn, the youth sports. I mean, I'm all for the youth sports, but um, at the end of the day, I mean, us adults, we want to have fun too. So, I mean, trying to work hand in hand with uh, Jose and, and Kyle is, is uh, my ultimate goal. I'm not trying to take any of their venues. I'm not trying to take any of their players by any means. That's This is just another option. If you choose to play One Nation, thank you. I appreciate it. If you don't choose to play One Nation, um, that's fine. That's okay. This is your choice. I'm okay with that. Whatever. I mean, Kyle runs a good U-Trip, and then Jose runs a good SoCo WSL. I mean, I can't argue with either of them. Um, I've developed a good friendship with Jose. Um, Kyle and I have known each other for several years now. Um, I'm just looking forward to working with both of those guys and making this work for everybody. Well, I can I can tell you, you know, uh, Kyle's done a really good job about um, encapsulating. I mean, for everyone that doesn't know how Colorado's broken up front range wise, um, I mean, I'm born and raised here. You got Northern Colorado, and Northern Colorado. A lot of Northern Colorado people don't venture down into the Denver area. It's are big. you born and raised Northern Colorado? I'm born and raised Northern Colorado. Right? I thought I smelled shit. Yeah, <laughs> right, right from it, right in the middle of it. Uh, you know, then the the metro area, which is starting to really grow south, um, you know, it's it, there's a middle ground between northern Colorado and, and metro that's not connected yet. Um, the southern metro and, and southern Colorado are starting to really connect. The growth is down there. And so um, Kyle's done a really good job about putting a lot of tournaments up north and putting, putting the venues up north and in contention. And so um, I, I know from personal standpoint, I hope that continues and I hope the one nation tournaments you guys some have some up there and it's not always in the springs it's not always you know to where the teams are having to stay overnight just to get to a tournament um but at the same time we know what the venues are down there down south they're, they're amazing there's a there's a couple really of venues that i'm going to try to get hmm? as a our host pretty much our Good. host complex um i can't say which sure. ones yeah. but um there are I think they're 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 good locations. Good. They're easy for everybody. They're easy for the north. They're easy for the south. Um, if you're coming from the east, I mean, you're going to be coming from horseback or cow anyway, so that's going to take a bit. And then if you're coming from Don't the talk western, about Terry Steiner that way, <laughs> all the way from Fort Morgan. <laughs> and then obviously anybody that comes from the western slope, I mean, God bless you. Yeah. I mean, you really love softball if you're coming yeah, from the western true. slope, yeah. and that's that's one area that I'm eventually going to venture out to uh, to try to find a area director out in the western slope so i mean that cat's out of the bag now i was gonna i was gonna wait <laughs> hey cbb podcast breaking news i was <laughs> one, <laughs> one shot of woodford hey dial another shot up let's see how much more we can get well i don't got very much clothes on so I mean, that's up to you guys um but no i was gonna wait to, to speak about TJ, that it's all you i got a I'm a smuggler. Us big guys got to stick together. Big guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. I like that. Um, I do have my eyes set on some people out in the Western Slope. Um, I, I I just want to make sure that if I'm going to roll something out with area directors, I mean, so far right now, I just have two. And there are two guys that I felt really comfortable with, really confident with that I can work with, not against. And then if I'm not there, those guys are going to be able to take care of business. And 
It's that's a great why, segue. And that's literally no, why I, mean, I have Brian and Dave. Yeah. I mean, they're very respected. So I have a couple people in mind for ladies. I'm looking for, I think I have somebody in mind for a ladies director. Um, I have spoke with her. I'm hoping that she does make this uh, transition that she really wants to join us. Um, I have a guy that I had spoke to on the way here for possible Springs location that I think um, it's beneficial. Good. And then I have a couple people in mind for the Western Slope. And Western Slope is just not very – it's not the most ideal location for me to drive every sure. weekend. Oh, for sure. But if I can find somebody that can I, I can trust and handle – that he'll take care of business out that way. Obviously, probably once a month or um, every other tournament that they have out there, I can get out there to make sure that, hey, you guys are going, you're doing One Nation the right way. You're doing One Nation the the, the way that I would like in the One Nation that um, uh, ownership likes. So I got a couple of guys in mind. Um, so you got Brian here, right? I'd like to know more about, about how you started. In softball, why? Why? I mean, why? Why'd you get in this this sport that we all take Saturdays and weekdays for BP and all that? Why'd you get here? And how? How? Was, I, was, I was just playing league, and uh, <laughs> Mike Patrick, he uh, one of the best swings. He was a Big Eight batting champion. He uh, beat out Chuck Knobloch, and um, so he's a little bit older than all of us, but uh, one of the best swings you've ever seen from a lefty. And uh, he comes up to me. He goes, "Hey, have you thought about playing tournaments?" I said, "What are tournaments?" I said, "You know, I'm just used to Thursday night Vanderbilt, and you know, we would go to Rome's and don't knock Thursday night Vanderbilt. Absolutely not. Don't knock I, I, I spent about <laughs> I spent enough. about 13 years at uh, Vanderbilt and uh, Rome. So he's like, "Hey, you know, we're putting together a team next year. Like, uh, you know, we're gonna go try and do a couple tournaments." And so we said, "Okay." You know, he was, uh, so he, he grabs his brother and a few of the guys he knows and some guys that he played uh, minor league ball with too. So we're this E team. And uh, so you said that that's who introduced you to this. Yes. What was his name? Mike Patrick. And um, we had for our first nationals, I think we had four guys who played at least single A or better on an E team. And, an uh, E team on an E team. That's bullshit. Yeah, we were good. He's sand. <laughs> yeah, we were sandbagging good. to the fullest. That, but we didn't know. Like you know, when we signed up, we ended up playing a lot of unlimited home run tournaments up in northern Colorado. We were playing, you know, uh, Ernie Salazar and you know some of his EAS teams in these north. And I forget the association's name, but it was just unlimited home runs. So we just sat there and we were good. And we were in an E team. We played a U trip and we would hang, but. Offensive ejections would <laughs> would kill us, and so there was there was a tournament we we're playing, and uh, one of the guys hits a hits a ball about four hundred feet in on uh, Longmont at that Acres Green Park, and uh, Cameron walks into our dugout, and we thought uh, we thought he was going to tell us you guys are bumped or you guys can't play, and uh, he goes, hey, you guys want to go to uh, nationals in um, in Oklahoma. Yeah, I said, well, we, you know, Mike was around the team. Said, yeah, that's where he was from. He, uh, so we go play, and we end up picking up uh, one of his buddies who was with the Chicago Cubs, and uh, just smooth. I mean, 
So now we have five guys who are in the minors on our team <laughs> playing in a knee tournament. And we go down there, offensive ejections kill us. Like we end up losing. Um, I think we took third. And then we didn't. What? Do, I know. It sucked. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, terrible. So terrible. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like, Yeah. No, like, like long long through through nope. 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 offense ejections. They yeah. just kill us. Kill. Oh, we took third. Yeah, <laughs> kill us. I mean, that's why we took third. So then we next year we played D, and we still play a lot of the unlimited home runs. Um, we picked up, uh, you know, a couple guys uh, who played college ball, Louisiana Lafayette, and, you know, they were just fresh out of college ball. So, you know, I mean, very good players. And Louisiana know, Lafayette. Yeah, Rich and Cajuns. Who was that? Jameson and Blaze. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, league legends. And uh, league legends. Oh, my so God. J Jameson had one of the strongest arms, smooth hands, and he'd just back out and, like, he'd just pick a ball. And you just looked at his hands. You'd go, Dude, you're better than everybody else. That shortstop I've ever seen play yeah. in and league. And he, he was good. He was good. And so that was our league team, too. So, you know, we would oh. go run through Vanderbilt and then go to Rome's and celebrate for a couple hours. And uh, what was that Rome's that was so special? Yeah. <laughs> so, so for those for those who don't yeah. know, Thursday night at Rome's is uh, lingerie night, and uh, oh, they have some very good talent. Rock, I think you have closed down a few nights there with me. <laughs> Several. I used, to, I used to work right down the street from Rome, so we yeah. were there for lunches. Yeah, lunches are also yeah. very good. Terrible lunch. Yeah, just oh. really bad lunch. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Their food. Their actually food was it's really not good. Not bad. It's not bad. The not scenery bad. was. It was okay. <laughs> My wife may see this podcast. It was okay. It's really um, hard to watch a podcast, but she could try. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> She's a keeper. She'll judge it. <laughs> what is she? <laughs> I just kidding, babe. <laughs> You're a keeper. Yeah. So then, so then we get bumped to the C the next year. We have a, we have a good year in D, and um, then probably a month before the season gets ready to start. Um, Mike decides he doesn't want to run the team anymore. So uh, Josh Paul gets uh, in contact with Will Sanchez and Will brings me on to stars. And uh, I, at this point, I still really didn't know what softball was. I, I didn't really get the whole traveling thing. I couldn't have told you who Resmondo is, who so-and-so is. Like I was just out there to hit and, you know, we just had, we had fun. We drank beer we and went home and, didn't really fully understand that there was a lot more to softball than just E and D ball. So I'll get over to Will and that's when I meet rock and I meet Hunter and I meet, you know, a lot of these guys that are, are still around and, um, Casey Judas, Casey. And, you know, I saw Jerry Kaufman up at the hall of fame, um, you know, a great Colorado pitcher, you know, player, uh, you know, he kind of taught me how to play the game and, more to the game than, you know, oh, see how far you can hit a ball or, you know, things like that. And I thought uh, that's what it was all about, too. Yeah. Weird. How far up high you yeah. can hit it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far it goes, just how high. <laughs> no. Majestic. Majestic. Uh, yeah, I know. I got you. That's a Tommy Mellon word. Majestic. So, you know, played with Will for several years and we just kept building, building. And, you know, we went through a lot of really good dudes uh, to kind of finally put the pieces together in 2015 where, uh, you know, I'll say it, it was probably the best team Colorado's ever had. And uh, we we were loaded and we were pretty much the best players in the state at the time. And uh, 
we went to Worlds, took second, and lost to uh, Tim Barnes's uh, Texas team, which you know I've talked to Tim, and he still to this day says we had a better team. And uh, what was that team name? There's you remember they were ASP. It, it was. It, it wasn't Bonnie Biking then, was it? No, no, that was that was completely different. It, it was a it was a form of the ASP okay. group, and uh, they had uh, Brian Bohannon, who I ended up later playing with, Chris Potts, who I ended up later playing with, uh, Marcus Thornton was on the team. They, you know, they were a very good team, and still to this day, I'll say if we played them fresh, because we ended up losing, I think our third game, and uh, to uh, Seth Green's, uh, who's the sponsor of Thunder is uh long island thunder team yeah. and uh they ended up finishing third we we beat them to get back to the championship and uh we won the first game and then it felt like it was like a hour and 15 minute break between and this was back when it was at disney and uh, i felt like it was like an hour and 15 minute break none of us can walk you know gar uh steve garcia who one of my favorite teammates of all time and a uh, recent hall of famer uh, you know, he's just pitching everything he can. Lawson wasn't able to go. Um, so, you know, we were a little shorthanded, but even then, you know, we, I think we 10 run them the first game or beat them fairly easily. And uh, we ended up taking second and uh, everything we had, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had playing slow pitch softball and couldn't ask to do it. So you highlight your career? It's, it's up there. Okay. Um, you know, I've had a couple things that, you know, name one. Second in A Worlds, uh, we won ASA last year, even though I didn't get to participate much. Uh, winning ASAB or USAB is still, you know, a, a good accomplishment. Took second in USAB with uh, Lawson a few years ago as well. And uh, what about meeting me? Meeting you? Meeting? Oh, meeting you? Doesn't that fall under your softball career? Yeah, that's like right near the top. But I mean, I already covered that. I mean. Fantastic. 11 years ago? We're moving on. 11, right? 11 years ago. I'm like that. I'm still there. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's been a good run. And, you know, I ended up playing with um, a lot of the guys from that 2015 Sea Worlds run uh, that finished in the top five. In, in I think there was a team from uh, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Comatose, who I've ended up playing quite a bit in USA softball over the years. And, uh, they're stout in ASA. Yeah, yeah. They and USA softball comatose is fantastic. Yeah. What? So what? Are, what are you doing now? So now I'm with uh, Seminoles and uh, representing Juno. And, Tell uh, us about that. Yeah. So, so Juno, hey, I'll tell you this. Um, not to cut you off, but I'm gonna keep doing that this whole entire time. Uh, so I'm obviously I'm a rep uh, uh -huh. for Headbanger Sports. Um, we are a distributor at Juno, so we're gonna have all their products and all their stuff, just or your guys' stuff. But I, I'd like to know. I mean, like, how would you get involved with Juno? What 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 brought you there, and what what keeps you? I guess. So, I was actually down in Florida and just talking with uh, Mark Rucci and Flip, and Name you know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark and Flip are kind of the uh, owners, and Rip, who is also a part owner of the company. We, you know, we just sat back there at the Challenge Cup, and you know, we were talking, and you know, I think at the time. I think Seminoles was planning on being Easton and, you know, we just kind of got to talking and, you know, he knew that I would typically swing Mike in and, you know, we got just kind of, it just kind of came about and, you know, Hunter, me and Hunter both spent quite a bit of time talking and he just said, you know, you guys still with Seminoles? We said, yeah. He goes, well, what do you guys want to be hitters for us? And we said, absolutely. I said, that'd be a great honor. 
And uh, you know, you talk about you talk about a buzz around around a company this year. Juno has buzz. Yes, I mean, and, wow. and 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 I think for good reason too. It's you know you get to pick the bat how you want it. It's if you want the stiff handle, you want the flex handle. Sure. You want 13, 12 and a half, 12. You know you want balanced quarter, half ounce, three quarters, full ounce. However you want your bat, you can get your bat. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've always swung a 12 inch, 12 and a half inch barrel with a half ounce end load. And so far, you know, kind of experimenting, I've actually liked the quarter ounce with wow, the stiff really? handle. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the best out of all of it. And, uh, you know, I've been swinging it the last couple of weekends. And the thing that has stood out to me and, you know, there's been, you know, I, I, I saw something on John King's the other day where somebody had a bat tested down a trip off where it tested about 140. And, and that was yeah, that mind blowing. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's old technology. And that was before Juno was able to get things dialed in. Prototypes? Yeah. And they were, you know, I don't know whose it was. I don't know the story. And that's, you know, it's not my story to, to kind of tell or whatever it is. I can tell you what's going on right now. And, you know, between Hunter and I, we've got four bats. And uh, none of them, I believe, are below 275. That's good. And they've all got two, 250-plus swings on them. Wow. And so the durability has been really good. The performance has been good. You know, they, it does. But take, you guys don't hit that hard. So no. I mean, yeah. 250 hits. Let us go swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it has to, and that's, and that's kind of what the draw has been is that people who have swung some of these 220 bats over the last couple of years, yeah. if you get a hundred swings out of it, that was, a, you know, those are all game swings almost, you know, they might start at 275 and after 50 swings, you're at 220. And how long is it going to stay at 220? I don't know. You can't BP it. You can't get a you know good sure. feel for it. So, you know, it, having it uh, tested three, you know, 300 out of the wrapper, you know, that's still higher than mm-hmm. where Mike is coming in right now. I did test a Mike in this last weekend. I've tested in Easton. I tested a Louisville. Um, so the you know Juno's coming in the so, highest. So uh, no, I know you're Juno. I'll just be real. Did you like? Did you like the Louisville? Uh, I haven't swung it yet. Okay. Um, and and I haven't not got to swing a whole lot of the two forty. Okay. You know the manufacturers have been a little slow rolling these out, and the availability sure. of what people have has not been yeah. you know great yet. Oh, you know, for sure. Give, it's give, been... <laughs> give me after this weekend in Las Vegas, and you know I know. A lot of our guys on our team are going to be uh, swinging the anarchies. We yeah. have a few Eastern guys. We have a pure and a, a couple of Louisville D Marini guys as well. So, you know, we'll get a good chance to see. Okay. And, and I think the real test is going to come Florida. You know, wh- wh- where are the compressions at? How are these bats holding up? How are, you know, how are they performing? And, you know, hitting it out of big league dreams is a different story than hitting it out of Vieira. So compression hits a little bit better down in Florida though, right? What's that? Compression hits a little bit better down there, a little bit more forgiving. I, I don't think so. I still think you want that at 220 or, you know, this year it's going to be 240. And for those that don't know any conference events, including the Rocky Mountain shootout this year, you're going to need a 240 bat. Yep. And so that that's part of the requirement. So if you're, you know, a conference only conference events only. Yep. So just the Rocky Mountain shootout here. You know, if you're if you're a C team or better and you're going to play in it, you know, start getting a feel for it, and you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'll have a couple bats, um, you know, and I'll do my best to you know let you compare if I can get my hands on something else too. But yeah, we got, from, I got I got I got a bunch of two forties too. Yeah, so. and so you know, 
I'd like to compare Juno head to head, and I've got no reason to doubt Juno's not going to be, you know, on par or better than anybody else. Sure. And you know, because I have hit them when the Bennett two fifty five and uh, the two fifty five. So we have uh, one of the pocket radars, and we were hitting, you know, just kind of normal game swings, and we were one to two miles an hour off from our broken in two twenties wow. to where the two forty, and then it was te- I think it was testing two fifty five. And uh, so the 255 was about one to two miles an hour less than the 220 from the from a Juno. So your bass coming at 255, and that's comparable to the 220 broken. Close. I mean, it's wow. still a few miles, but so you the know. technology. I mean, we always hear this, but the technology is definitely. I mean, they're putting a lot of money and a lot of time into this engineering. It's good to and, hear. And I'll, I'll give it to Mark. You know, and he's uh, he's smarter than all of us, and he comes up with some great ideas and he has a lot of vision and he just released a senior bat and I know, you know, the, the, uh, what competitive edge K bass, um, team down in, uh, you know, our 40 and up team. I think that's going to be a really good, uh, senior bat too. And especially if it holds compression, that's what I hear a lot on the senior bats is they break quick. And if it's anything like where their 240 bats are, they're holding compression and they're going to last and they're not going to break. Yeah. So, you know, Flip, I think, just posted a video the other day. He's got one that's got 800, yeah, 850 that. swings, yeah. and it was still testing, I think, 260 or something that's like that. That's mind-blowing. And yeah, so somebody that hits it as well as Flip or, you know, Big John and things like that, you're going to get a bat that lasts. And that's kind of a lost art. And Rocks, he's a, you know, he's a longtime Easton guy. You, you remember the days of being able to swing in Easton for 2,000 swings. 2,000? Shit, when I first started, it was like 10, 15,000 swings. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a return policy because those bats never failed. They never broke. And now that you have a standard, and now guys are like, I'm afraid to put swings on. I mean, like Brian was saying, you get in a conference ball, you're set at a specific standard. In state, if they test, they test. I mean, so you got guys that swing bats that are coming in at 200, 210, 215. I mean, the standard's 220, so if they test, they test. If they don't, they don't. But in conference, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You have a standard that you have to be by. And when they test bats at the beginning, that's where they're at. Yep. I mean, it's nothing you can say or do. Brian's been in the conference, what, six, seven years? Yeah. I mean, that, you, you don't get a courtesy flip anymore. They, they've, they've given the courtesy sure. flip away. And uh, so they test that one side if – it fails, it fails, and that goes in the bucket. And so, so uh, Rock, I mean, I guess you guys have you guys have been playing together. You have played together for a while. You guys met a long time ago. Yeah, how long ago? You guys meet? I moved here 13 years ago from New York. Um, I came in, played one year with of D, with the best coach manager the state's ever seen, and Gary Triano, just a legend. So before you get into that. I'm just there, there was a lot of joke there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, before you get into your your career, I wanted to uh, uh, just let everyone know that we're gonna we're gonna go for one more segment here. Uh, we usually try to cut it off at about an hour, but we're gonna go one more segment and and hear about hear about Rocky's career, uh, and then uh, the next segment. I really want to know about where you guys uh, stand with Colorado softball, where you guys see it this year for next year um where where you guys have seen it grow and where you see it fail sure um, 
So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to go to the next segment. Um, but yeah, stick around. All right. Well, uh, we got a, a special segment here, segment three. I don't think we've done three segments on a podcast. I don't well, think so. Two, well, and you got a couple legends in here. Uh, right. Call we yourself just, a legend. We, yeah. What, you talking well, about TJ and I or what? Yeah. Well, the one legend was the, the cleaner lady. Was, uh, <laughs> heard, a lot of good, <laughs> heard a lot of good about her. She did uh, extremely well. I mean, here we go. She had great form. <laughs> so we, uh, during the break, we were talking about uh, when Rocket started softball, um, what, what types of things he saw. But, but really, I, I, I want to know, I mean, why did you get into the game and, and how long you've been in it? And, and how did you get to Colorado and play softball in Colorado? I guess. Oh, boy. Well, I played, uh, I played college baseball, had a, a pretty good, uh, um, a pretty good career in college. Uh, got out, um, always had that dream and aspiration of wanting to play softball with my dad. And by the time I got out of college and started playing, he was done, but luckily for me, his buddies weren't he got playing, um, I was introduced to um, uh, ASAB in upstate New York, and that's where I kind of started with that. Learn the game the right way. Um, so you think you? So you're you're saying your start was in upstate New York? Upstate New York. That's where I'm from. I moved here 13 years ago from uh, upstate New York. Um, Why? Good question. <laughs> no, lost my job um, in New York. Um, wanted to, to stay with kind of the career that I was doing at that time. And um, I worked for Molson Coors and kind of like that, that lifestyle, that, that type of, um, that uh, type of money that you make there. I mean, didn't have any money, any other choices. And I had a buddy that lived here who was working with Coors at the time as so they were hiring and got a one-way ticket, came here for my interview wow. and, that was all she wrote. Been here for 13 years, and I tell you what, the best decision I've ever made. I love Colorado. I Good. really, truly do. This is where my family lives. I've grown my my children have grown up here. I mean, when we moved here. Gavin, our son Gavin was, shit, how old was Gavin? Five. And Gavin was five. I mean, he's 19 now, and so awesome. I mean, he's just joined the Marines two oh, weeks cool. ago. Yeah, pretty lucky with that. And um, our daughter, Haley, she's been here ever since too. But, yeah, um, started ASAB there, uh, moved out here, had no idea what U-Trip was. <laughs> and had an opportunity to play with a guy that he was the only one who gave me a chance to play out here and kind of let my, let my talents try to go from there. And that's how I met Brian. Had uh, one year of playing with a guy named Gary Triano. He's a different cat, but I tell you what, I give him a lot of respect because he gave me a chance to play, and then I had an opportunity to play with uh, Will Sanchez, the following year with Stars, and, I mean, Will really introduced me to this is the right way to play. And I mean, I can't think of him anymore. I mean, I mean he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Sure. I mean, he's one of the best coaches I've ever seen that I've ever played with. Him and I, we, we butt heads, but I tell you what, the guy, I give him a lot of respect. He's uh He's fantastic. He puts together a, a solid squad every year. Every year. Every single yep. year. And then, like I said, I met 
met some good people, met Brian, met Hunter, met Casey Judish, Jerry Kaufman, Jason Adamson, and I mean, Josh, Josh Ball. I mean, some absolute stellar ball players out there. The thing with playing with Will, too, is he gets good guys and guys that you want to be friends with, guys you want to play with, guys you want to – He knows talent. Yeah, and, and, and good people, too. It's guys that you want to go out there and – and win for, win with. It's yes. not guys that are just out there to, uh, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go put up some good stats. Good stats don't mean anything if you don't win. And and will and will will make sure he gets the most out of you. And you know, will, uh, you know, I owe a lot to Will. And I think the state of Colorado is a lot to Will. Will's great for Colorado softball. Absolutely, I agree 100. percent What What do you guys? I mean, talking about Colorado softball. I mean, what do you, where do you guys see it? What, what do you guys see about it this year that might be different? And, and what do you guys think we need to do as a as a softball community, slow pitch community, to improve it? I mean, we got one nation coming in, regardless of of you being in the room or not, Rocky. If one nation's coming in, there's going to be a new focus of Colorado, and there's going to be more eyes on Colorado. Sure. So we all need to understand that as players, as teams, as managers. TJ and I both. You know, are both managers of teams, and what what can we do to improve the Colorado community, the softball community? Now, I'm not talking conference. I'm not talking E. I'm talking everything. You know, I think I think uh, I think Brian should actually hit on this first. I mean, Brian's been playing at such a high level for such Brian, a long what do you think? time. Well, first, I, I think the talent in Colorado is on par, you know, with most other states. I mean, maybe not, you know, Florida or, or California. Some, but they you know, play 24 yeah, months a year. For for Colorado with our population and our limited, uh, you know, playing availability, you know, we got a lot of good players. And you start looking around and you start going, okay, well, you know, you know, Lawson just retired. Um, you know, somebody like Ferg is, you know, moving more on the senior ball and myself and Dustin Wager, who's in the conference as well, you know, Hunter's, you know, entering his prime. So, I mean, you've got guys, you know, part of my goal too is keeping guys flowing into the conference and making it as easy as possible. You know, not that it's easy because Colorado's an Island state. We don't get to go play, you know, any other major cities. And so sure. we, we get better by playing each other. Uh -huh. And so, Part of that is which which creates a lot of of rivalries and a lot of friendships at the yeah. same time. All at the same time, you know, we're not we're not back east or in the Midwest where if you're in Ohio, you get to play Michigan and Kentucky and Indiana, and you have these super teams like you, a B, a C, a D team made up of guys from three, four different states, right. and they're all two, three hours apart. We have to do it all together, and we have to make each other better. And it's when we're out of state, it's supporting each other. It's playing the right way. It's not, you know, going out there and just talking shit just to talk shit. I mean, there's talking shit can be fun, yeah. but it's not going to help you win a game. I'm, it, I'm, I'm kind of glad you said that because right now I feel like when teams travel to Worlds, right now not everybody in Colorado supports those teams that go to Worlds. They'd almost rather see – the team failed and succeed. And that just doesn't make sense to me at all. Well, they want to see the team fail because they're like, oh, I told you so. Yeah. And that's bullshit. I, why, I don't, why I, it, it so, pisses, right? I'll be honest, it pisses me off. Yeah. Because, you know, I go 
you know, I play D ball. I coach United and a big rivalry of mine is ambush. They're a great D team and they go to worlds. And a lot of these other D teams want to see them lose. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm and that's, I mean, don't take it the wrong way, but I think a lot of that's immaturity. It truly, really is because a lot of teams that have only been playing for a couple of years, guys are like, oh yeah, we played this team X amount of times, like they kick our ass. Like oh, I hope they do. Like I hope they play like shit and worlds. You know, I can tell you how many times Brian and I, when we were playing with Stars, battled with Big Ten. Yep. Year in and year out, Big Ten would battle us and battle us and battle us. And every time we had an opportunity to play them, that's when you got pumped up. It's like Duke and North Carolina. Every time they play, it doesn't matter if you're 100th in the country or number two in the country. It doesn't matter. Those games, you know it's going to be a dogfight. And, I mean, how many times we've we've sat there and, and fought with Big Ten, prevail, and gotten our asses kicked. But it didn't matter. At the end of the day, at the end of that game, we're like we looked at each other like, good game. We knew it was going to be a dogfight, and that's what it was like. I can't even tell you the one year that we played Big Ten, and I tell you what, every time we fought, we, we played them, it was a, a dogfight. I mean, it was just tooth and nail no matter what. And I'll never forget, we actually ended up getting knocked out of Worlds, and we were at Fortune Road, and we stuck around and watched those guys play. So you, you bring – and this that's funny. I was just going to say that, TJ. So, I mean, I, I'm we're a, I'm a brand, we're a brand-new D-team rebellion, but we, we were in the Hall of Fame tournament, our first tournament, um, and we ended up making a run through the little losers bracket and it wasn't that big of a run, but we looked back and there was teams watching and yeah. yeah, you couldn't have fans. Right. But the teams that were watching, they weren't full teams. They were guys that supported, they supported us. They were friends of ours. They were friends of, of the community. They were friends of, you know, they were talking about the podcast. They were talking about things that they had done that, that day and, and things they saw. And so I hope it's changing. I, I hope I, I don't, I have hope. I'm a positive guy. I like to say these types of things we're doing tonight will hope change that. I don't know. Sure. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it can change? Do you think there's ways to get better at that? It starts with guys. I mean, it starts with us. Yeah. I mean, I'll sit there and, I mean, I'll go and play um, in my games. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of sticking around and watching. I mean, I've caught a lot of shit for it over the years. Like, what are you doing watching majors for? I'm like, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, these guys are really good. I mean, they're they're really talented. But I'll go and watch the Seminoles play. Why? Well, I mean, two of my best friends are playing. Sure. But I'm also learning situations. I mean, what are these guys doing in this situation? Yeah, it's slow pitch. It's underhand. No big deal. But there's, besides just blasting out, home runs left and right. Oh, There's certain game. situations that I'm like, oh, I might be able to use that in, in an opportunity. But I think that that's a good segue is that you have to learn how to win and learning how to win is not easy. And it's not, you know, when we first started playing with stars, we would just get curbed off by peak and, you know, Charlie would run out some very good teams. And even if they were shorthanded, I remember there was one time, you know, Gar was at third and, uh, Charlie was like catching for them and they still beat us. You, you know how demoralizing that is, but they had a bunch of winners and they knew how to win. They knew how to prevail. They knew how to grind out a game. And it took, that's really good advice. Actually. And it I mean, took, a, and it took a while to learn how to win. It took a while to learn how to play for each other and not play for 
hey, I got runners on first and second, nobody out. If I hit a ball in the right center cap, I and I didn't use a home run. You know, we only get two home runs, and you know, this was C back in the day. Now we save that home run, and we just score two runners, and I'm on second. And you know, Peak was very good at that, and we had to learn how to do that. We had to learn how to play the right way, how to win a seven inning game, and it might be a three run game. Yeah. And that's what the hardest part. And I'll give it to Smoke, and from what I've seen this year, is uh, they're winning close games. They're battling. They've always battled. And I remember Smoke, and I played a couple pickup tournaments with them years ago. And they've learned how to – they started in E. This was a group that started in sure. E and, oh, yeah. and now is, you know, top two B I mean, we interviewed them. We interviewed them last podcast. Yes. And it, the interview with Chris was, yeah. was one of the best interviews we had because he was real. And he was saying – he was so happy, right? Like – they're they're just happy. They're, they they want to win. They want to have fun. They don't they don't put they don't put a negative spin on it. What what's the point of that? Let's let's yeah. let's go forward. You know? And so that and I'll give Chris and that group a lot of credit. I mean, guys that have been there for a long time, Danny Ruiz and yep. Gigi, and you know, I mean, Darren's been over there for several years now, and uh, Casey's been over there for a long time. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few, but you know, that's a good group. Not only are they a good group of guys, but they've gotten better. They've understood the game more and they're a tough team right now. And, you know, Will Starr's team right now, sure. very, very talented. I mean, you know, top to bottom talent wise, they're probably the most talented. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do, you know, in the conference this year, because talent wise, yeah, I think that, you know, they'll hold their own as a B team. And I hope people root for them. I hope people aren't rooting for them to go home too. When, you know, Smoke's going to Tulsa or Homebridge, you know, is going to, I think they're starting Arizona or Kansas, one of the two. You know, I hope they go out there and represent, because they're representing every one of us. And that, that should be at every level. Yeah, every level. You know, when when last year we were talking about this, I think two podcasts ago, our first podcast, you know, we had an E-team go out out of state, Rage, and do really, really well. Win, you know, and people should support that. So you support support that at every it, single level of, of softball. It makes every E team look better, which would whatever level it is, it, you know, if it's Rage going out there and going six and two at a world tournament, that makes every other E sure. team in Colorado look better. Because you know what? Dude, we can play on a world level. We can play with you know, California. We can play with Ohio. We can play with Florida or Georgia. Yeah, they might sandbag more. And but you know what? We still have the talent to go compete mm-hmm. with anybody and everybody in this country. Yeah. And that's what I want. I mean, I, you know, I, it's fun to see. And, you know, I'll, I'll sit there during Worlds and I'll watch our EDCB women's, you know, I'll, if I can while I'm at work, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll see, you know, how they're doing. I'll check the bracket and, you know, I root for every one of them. And I mean, look uh, at what our women's teams are doing. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're a impressive. force. I remember the one year we went one and two at Worlds. I mean, we got dog shit stopped. <laughs> yeah. We went and watched. TC pitchers, I believe it was pitchers. Uh-huh. They ended up winning that year, and we were riding their coattails. Like, shit, <laughs> ladies, yeah. go, let's go. Yeah, I mean, we have some very good ladies' talent in this state. Not just as as single, but as a whole. I mean, we have some very good talented teams here, and they work hard. They, they work, work harder than we do. For sure, for sure. I mean, we as as guys, I think we take advantage of that. I mean, going off of what Brian said, we have some very talented players in this state. We have some very talented teams. I mean, stars up and down, just from what I've seen. 
I mean, they're they're as solid as anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch and see how they're gonna do in the conference level. I wish them luck. I really do. Um, Smoke, I, I I keep in contact with Chris Imel quite a bit, and even from last year, I watch a game or you know I'll, I'll kind of keep track. I'm like, hey, you know, maybe throw some suggestions and ideas out there, and and he'll fire back. He goes, yeah, I was thinking that too, or he goes, yeah, he goes. That's did, humble, man. We that did is... it. We did it for this purpose. We did it for this reason. I mean, I've talked to Chris for for quite a bit, and I'm a big fan of Smoke. I really, truly am a big fan of Smoke. I like their team. They're fun. And like you said, like Brian was saying, that they're winning the close games now because they have the confidence. They have they've they've had the talent. I mean, their their team is a very talented team. They're we've played them a couple of times. It's like Jesus. Yeah, he was telling he's telling us he switched guys in positions, hoping to pray. Okay, here we go. And he was they were they all looked at each other like, oh, that worked. Yeah. I this mean, guy's I mean, never played first, or this guy's never played this position. Well, hey, go over there, and that brought him closer. Sure. That's one of the reasons that they're, they have they do have players that are indisposable because you can play them in several different positions, and that's what's huge. Um, I mean, their their lineup this year is different from what it's I've seen in the past. I mean, I've always seen Casey Judas light lead off. In my mind, arguably the best leadoff this state has. I mean, in my mind. Why? Because he can move the ball around and he can hit for a power. I mean, you can hit a guy for power, for average, and have speed, get doubles and triples out of the box. <laughs> it's pretty tough to do. But now you got Darren leading off. Darren's one of the most powerful hitters this state has and one of the most powerful hitters this state has seen in quite some time. And he's leading off. That tells you something about what they have as players and as lineup. That So you're talking about, you're talking about, you know, additions to teams and things like that you know we hear a lot of times tj and i talk about a lot a lot about this and we were just talking about in the break there there's there seems to be this upper teams um and the lower teams and the lower teams won't come up and and play the upper teams because they get stomped and then the the upper teams don't want to enter tournaments that might have c teams being there i mean How, how, how can we promote the fact that that's the way – like Brian was talking about this. That's the only way to get better. All right, touch base on this first part, Brian. Um, I just commented on this not too long ago on the smack board on – I mean, <laughs> you got guys that are lower-level players that are learning the game, and somebody made a comment of, why the hell do we need to come up here and play? All we're going to do is get our ass kicked. You know what? You're probably right. You are going to get your ass kicked. But it's how you take that ass beating. Now, did it beat you 30 nothing? Probably beat the living daylights out of you. All right, this shit's supposed to happen. If you're an ED team and you're playing a, a, um, a team like Levels that have been playing um, with pickup guys in state, I mean, on paper, I mean. Sure, <laughs> I look at it. <laughs> but okay, I go to the Hall of Fame, and I think we played Ghost. I think they were a D team, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they bowed, and they, they never quit. GWA. GWA is a C GWA team. played your type once. And they've knocked you out. Yep, yep. I mean, that's I'll tell you, they've, they've got they've got a nice scrappy team. I was impressed with that, and they didn't quit. No, Ernesto put it together a very good team, and they yeah. and they play for each other. That's what I liked about them. Watching those guys play, if they didn't, if they always relied on the next guy behind them. And if they didn't get it, they knew the guy behind them was going to take care of it. And it was so. So I mean, the moral of of what we talked about during the break and what we're talking about here is, if if you want to get better. 
you gotta play. You gotta play the you upper. Gotta play upper. You gotta get challenged. If you're getting your ass absolutely handed to you, ask yourself why. What are they doing differently than we are? It's a slow pitch underhand. The ball's coming the same damn speed. You're hitting the same type of ball. If the wind's blowing in, guess what? Both teams are hitting that shit. Yep. Get better. And the only way to do it is by playing these upper talented teams. Now, if you play the teams like a, a Smoke, a Stars, Levels when they're in state, ask them questions. Hey, hey, what do you guys do to get better? What do you guys do to do in this situation? Watch what they're doing in situations. If you're a middle infielder, watch what they're playing in certain positions, certain situations. Got a guy on first and third. Where's the shortstop? Where's the five-man playing? Where's the pitcher pitching? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you need to keep in mind, not just a score. Sure. If you're an ED team, you're supposed to get your ass kicked by a, uh, a B or A team. Right. You're supposed to. Why? Because they've earned that spot to be at that level. When a lot of us started, I, I started in E. You know, you came out here playing D. We worked our way up. You know, we all started playing at a certain level, and the only way you get there is by playing against them, knowing how to play, how knowing how to play softball. And, you know, talent's not equal, but knowing the game is. And, you know, one thing, one of my favorite teammates, Matt Sisko, one of the smartest players you will ever play with, he will know what to do in every situation, and he will do it and execute it perfectly. He's the ideal teammate. And, I mean, the ideal. And, you know, is he as talented as some of the other guys I've got to play with? No, absolutely not. But is he smarter than almost everybody else I've played with? Absolutely. Sure. And that's what has made him so good for so long. And, uh, you know, another guy with GWA, and, and he provides leadership, and he – teaches these guys how to win. Matt's played with a lot of these teams over the years that have been very successful, and he's teaching these guys how to be successful. That's like Gar, too. Yeah. I mean, Gar, Gar and Lawson are two of the best teammates that I've ever had, not just because they're pitchers, but they'll help you out in positions. I mean, they're a pitcher, and they're trying to move around. Outfielders play here. Why? Well, this is why, and they're going to explain why I want you to play here. I'm going to pitch this here, but going off of what this hitter's doing, this is why I want you to play here. Sure. And in return, their infielder adjusting to what they want done. And having Lawson and Gar as teammates, yeah. it's, I mean, it speaks volumes for obviously Lawson's played at a, a high level for an extensive amount of time. And then Gar, Gar controls a game as good as anybody I've ever played with and against. Jerry Romero, I think, does a very good job on controlling games. Jerry's been pitching for, I think, since he's like 18 years old. I know I gave Jerry ship on uh, Facebook, but uh, Jerry Romero, a star, playing for Will Sanchez. The years of battling. <laughs> I was like, uh, never once did I think this would happen, but I, I, dude, I'll tell you, I like it. I, you know, I hope. He does stars well. Yeah. He does stars well. I think uh, – Will finally swallowing that pill of being Jerry, being a Big Ten pitcher, being a Big Ten guy, and he brings him on. I think they complement each other very well. It's 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 a great fit. Like I'm glad I'm glad it I'm glad it's happening because two you know two kind of legends in their own right. You know Will Will and Jerry coming together, and hopefully hopefully it brings them success. And you know I I hope for success for everybody. And you know. If, Go to the go to the Rocky Mountain Shootout, and you know if you're a CNF team, go play in it. Go yeah. go play, go watch, go. You know I don't know who's all coming this year. I know Seminoles, we're going to be there, but uh, you guys are coming. We are. It's it's on our schedule right now. And, I hope uh, you get knocked out by a D team. I do too. 
Because then, you know, <laughs> I hope it's a Colorado D team at least. So, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to say this. I mean, I know we're we're getting to the time limit that that uh, that we kind of set on the agenda, and not to be that guy, but I, I really appreciate you guys joining. And we could we could talk for hours. This has been amazing. We're, we're gonna we gotta do this again for sure. This has been this has been awesome. So let me ask you this: uh, as a player, what's the what's the one bit of advice, Brian, that you could tell somebody to focus on? Be a good teammate, and that means playing the right way. It, you know, it's it's hitting the right situations, not you know a selfish home run just because you're in a in a slump. Because look, I'll, if I go five for fifteen and we win the tournament, I'll take that. I'll I'll, I'll forget that I went five for fifteen. I'll remember we won the tournament. And you know, giving yourself up on defense too. It's you know playing for the guy next to you mm-hmm. because if you're going out there, I I don't like giving up a Saturday and going zero and two, one sure. or two. If I'm going to give up a whole Saturday, I'm planning on giving up that whole Saturday, and I expect every one of my teammates to give up their whole Saturday to go win as well. So, Rocky, let me ask you this: since you've been around the the people that have run teams and you've been involved in running teams from a from a team management standpoint, what do you feel like is the best advice for a team manager to focus on? Be supportive. I mean, like Brian just said, I mean, it's a team sport. It really, truly is, and it's really easy to get side sidetracked on being a, a one man show. I mean, I'll take for instance uh, personal experience. Um, Brian, the year that we won nationals up in Minnesota, we weren't even supposed to finish top five. I mean, every team from Minnesota was supposed to beat the hell out of us, and I think there was five teams that finished in the top thirteen that year in at Worlds. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely a loaded national tournament. And I'll never forget having a conversation with Will, and I was hitting absolute dog shit. We had a, a slight wind that affected my swing, and he stuck with me in the championship game. And I bet you I, I don't even think I was hitting 400 wow. going into the championship game. And Will's like, hey, you're going to be able to figure this out? I'm like, I think I got it figured out. I just, if you have confidence in me, let's let's go with it. And I want to, shit, I want to say I want like four for four or five Good. for five in a championship game. And when and helped our team to that point. And, but it was at the end of the day, it's like, holy shit. We just won a national championship and I was trash. That means that if I'm that garbage, I'm doing something right because my teammates are taking care of business. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, and I, I, I'll tell you right now, I mean, the first two tournaments that we've had so far, I've reached out to several of my players that Connor and I have on Orbeans RMM. And I've reached out to them and said, hey, I'm really proud of you. Good. And I don't know if that's what they want to hear, but I tell you right now, the feedback that I'm getting from them, they're like, you know, I really appreciate you saying that. I really appreciate you pointing those things out. Some are good, some are bad. I mean, but if you're there as a coach, be supportive. If you see something that you, hey, TJ, I see this. I mean, let's try to fix this. I'm not going to tell you in the middle of the tournament because I don't want you to be mentally mind blown on shit. I got to do this. No, let's not do that. But at the end of the day, hey, this is what I saw. So between now and our next tournament, let's try working on this. And that's good advice. Guys, no, I appreciate adapting. that. So uh, I want to do one more freebie um, just because I. Hey, have, before before you do this one. freebie, real quick. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to Ryan Marchbanks yeah. and supporting, you know, levels and bringing conference you know to more people who 
you know, deserve to be up there and, you know, give guys in state a goal of, you know, I, I want to see as many guys playing in conference as high as possible. And I hope that's everybody's goal. So, you know, Ryan, you're doing a great thing. And, awesome. you know, a lot of guys appreciate that. Um, so, so for a freebie, um, I guess I was going to, I was going to do one uh, for Brian, I guess. Uh, who introduced Brian to softball? So the name, the two, his first and his last name. So message TJ and I, um, for can that, I, that can I message you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You just won't win. I don't That's have the fine. answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one more. We're going to do a bonus one. Uh, where did Rocky start his softball career? So, California State Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. But, hey, we just want to say thanks you. thank you guys. Um, if you guys wanted to uh, to join in on the next one, we definitely we will. Um, we will. Love to have you guys. So we oh, appreciate it, you guys. This was this was fantastic. Yeah. This was a blast. I I mean, I'd be on this every day of the damn week. This is great. <laughs> Sir, good luck in Vegas this weekend. Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say we play Bay Area or a Wyoming team, and then Extreme. So, um, you know, good luck to Levels as well. They'll be out there. So yeah, we got a couple teams going out yeah. there this weekend. We have a couple ladies teams going out as well. Yeah. I mean, we have really good representation from the state going out this weekend, and I really hope we. Yeah, both the levels men and women and then brian pruitt with his infamous girls so good yeah. luck to all of them uh so yeah uh yeah i mean the biggest thing i wanted to say was was thanks for coming up again i, mean, yeah. I know i know that you guys have have commitments outside of softball outside of a, a little podcast we decided to start so thanks for coming up i mean, that was, I mean we're we're involved with the softball community as much as you guys i mean brian sure. brian doesn't get an opportunity to play in state very much um, I took some time off, but I mean, I'm back. I mean, this is this is a passion, and I'm going to be a part of you guys in the softball community for. Well, we we appreciate you here. You telling us about the One Nation thing, and and I know it kind of got leaked out before the podcast, and that's all good. But we wanted to make sure everybody knows on the podcast that, um, you know, we we wanted to break the news and have you on, and I think that that is the the right thing to do, and hopefully people outside of Colorado can can understand that we've got we've got a new thing coming and pay attention to and we've got we've got some we've got some different sanctions now that we're all going to play and i think it'll be it'll be good for the community yeah we have a new new sanction coming and i think it's uh i think it'll work good for everybody i think it'll be beneficial for everybody and brian good luck uh, i know tj said that but good luck out there uh, yeah good luck this year hopefully you guys take some hardware home so. that's that's the plan we finished second a couple of years ago so it'd be nice to uh win a this time around and anybody has any juno questions feel free to hit me sure. up uh also coupon code bt5 um juno code off. so go on the website right yeah on the website bt5 um get get a little discount so there you go. they got they it's got a couple of rollers out there now too oh, the, the, ro the rollers are sweet just got mine yesterday um that's a big bag that's a very that's big, a big bag. bag and i was talking to rip and he you know when he designed it he said i wanted when i was a player everything that i wanted in a bag because I put it in this bag. And so it's got a cooler and you know, where the yeah. typical shoe compartment is the shoe compartments are now on the side. It's got real heavy duty shelves. So they're not, mm -hmm. we've all got those bags where you have to reinforce everything. Don't have to reinforce these. Well, they're cooler for, for water and fruit. Yes. Yeah. Only yes. if you're playing at ASP. Uh, yes. For you, it's yogurt. orange slices and, and uh, juice boxes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's more like uh, 
oatmeal and prune juice. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. If it's Ferg, it's Metamucil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Ferg Metamucil. Speaking of guy, Ferg, he brings we're it sitting up. That, we're sitting there. Speaking of Ferg, as he's walking around, a uh, big shout out to him for allowing us to use his conference room and uh, supplying some alcohol. <laughs> this well, is yeah, a blast, we, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you having us on. and It was fun. We could talk softball all day. Yeah, I mean, when we decided to do the Rocky Brian uh, episode. I mean, the, the drive from Castle Rock to Greeley wasn't, wasn't in the cards and the drive from Greeley to Castle Rock, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the, the Greeley to Springs this weekend. So I didn't really want to do that. So this is a really good uh, middle ground. So we really appreciate Ferg for hosting here. And, and I know he's got a lot on his plate and he's busy walking around this, the office, but Hopefully he. But he, he brought uh, us brownies. He did bring us brownies. I wonder what's in them. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, everybody. We uh, we really appreciate everyone joining in on the the podcast. Uh, I know it's a little longer one than than the last one, but uh, hopefully you guys got some good information, and I hope uh, hopefully you guys can can spread the word. Um, we definitely want to grow this podcast outside of uh, the normal listeners. So if, if everyone can uh, hit the share button, invite their invite their family, their friends to listen to it. Um, it's, it's something I, I mean, I was talking to my family today about it and my dad today about it. And he was wondering what the heck that was. I shared it on my Facebook. And so he started listening to it on the way to work. He has no clue what softball is really, <laughs> but he was like, that's really cool. You guys should promote that more. So, you know, it, it's, it's cool for me to connect my family to one of my hobbies. Um, and so hopefully everyone out there can, can do that too. It's just another connection. So once I get my one nation page going, um, I plan on putting your, uh, your podcast information on there. Cool. And as well as uh, Brian and I are, we run the the Denver, the Greater Metro Denver Area Softball page for soft for the Facebook page right. as well. So um, yeah, let's get it out there. Awesome, absolutely. We appreciate I think it. Be beneficial. Yeah, we really appreciate that. So, all right, everyone. Well, uh, that'll do it for episode three. I had a blast. I don't know about you, TJ. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. Thanks, guys, for joining in. Uh, episode four. Don't know the date yet, but to be determined. Here we go. I don't know if we can top this, but we're sure to try. <laughs> so, thanks, everyone. We appreciate everyone Thank joining you. in.